0: Welcome to Conversations with Ann Elizabeth, the podcast inspired by my book, I'm a registered dietitian, now what, where I have the absolute joy to sit back, relax, and have a conversation about nutrition with a variety of people who share their personal story of passion and purpose, especially registered dietitians. Today's conversation is with Sarah Krieger, a registered dietitian who has a knack for saying yes to things along in her career, seems to have worked out very well for her. Sarah has worked in many settings from clinical, worksite wellness, she got her master's in public health, she was a media spokesperson for the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics, president of the Florida Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics, and is currently flourishing in her own practice. What is great about this conversation is with Sarah is that she introduces me and us, you all, to hypnosis and how it is a new and exciting frontier for practicing dietetics. Please enjoy my conversation with Sarah. Why don't we head back? Let's head back to when you were a little Sarah and when you
1: kind of found out about dietetics or when did it kind of get on your radar that you were interested in being a dietitian? I have a couple of avenues, um, but mainly in high school, I was not athletic at all. And my parents' philosophy was, if you're not in a sport, you work. And we lived next to a nursing home, which is weird. We had a huge fence. And so I literally hopped the fence when I was 15 and worked in the kitchen and ended up almost becoming a CDM and learned a lot about food service, obviously. But what's most memorable is probably two years in, there was this fancy woman who came in. I'll never forget and she ate a cracker after she washed her hands, signed something and went out. And I'm like, "Who is that?" And they're like, "Oh, that's the dietitian." She signs the menus. I'm like, "Geez, she's fancy." <laughs> so that was the first I had never heard of a dietitian before that. You probably didn't even, if they were just in and out, you wouldn't have seen her or him come
0: in at all, basically, if you weren't standing there.
1: Right, and that's the only interaction in, like, five years that I remember her. (laughs) (laughs) The whole time. Yeah, exactly, and I worked a lot because I lived next door, and I was called in all the time for no-shows. So, anyway, I, I learned so much about food service and, like, Ensure and all that kind of stuff, and every job I've ever had since then has been... And the point is that it's kind of led up to being a business owner. Now somebody doesn't show up and I'm thrown into a situation and it has been like that my whole life, Sarah fill in for that person. You're, and that's how I've learned basically like how to cook and how to manage and all that kind of stuff. And I, I graduated high school with like a 2.5. I was not, I did not care about school at all. So when I graduated, I still worked there and then I took some general classes at the community college and, um, even took a career course to figure out what I wanted to do. And it came back like a um, park ranger. So I'm like, well, <laughs> what is my life going to be like? So I actually have to thank my dad because he found the program Dietetics at, um, at Michigan State University. And meanwhile, I loved cooking. I had a neighbor who gave me tons of Bon Appetit magazines when I was about mm. same same time frame. My mother was a terrible cook. I taught her how to cook. And um, so, the, the, you know what I mean? So the combination of all these things, um, and also I had like some digestive problems. My mom took me to a GI person. I ate like a ton of sugar as, as a kid. And um, I remember the doctor giving me this paper that said, uh, it was like for a low or hypoglycemic. And, and I remember thinking, he didn't even ask me what I like to eat. What a nerve. And so, do you see what I'm saying? So, I'm like, there has to, where where is the person who, and at that time, I thought dietitians only worked in nursing homes, right? Sure. Um, So, all those things, but I really have to thank my dad because I, once I really got into the culinary part, I didn't want to work in a restaurant. And I thought that at that time, Johnson & Wills was not, they did not have that program for chef, dietitian when I was in college. That would have been like my program. Definitely, Mm. definitely, and I, so I, I don't envy, but um, if that had existed in, like, the early 90s, that would have been totally. You would have been there. (laughs) Oh, my goodness, yeah. So, I ended up minoring in food service management and transferred to Central Michigan University, and then got my internship in Orlando, and that's how I got to Florida. So, you are from Michigan then? Yeah. Yes, okay.
0: Mm -hmm. Were you living in the Lansing area then?
1: No, Kalamazoo, Kalamazoo, Grand
0: Is yep. Gotcha. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. So
1: you, that's funny that you taught your mom to go. (laughs) We joke about it now. And to be honest, she, she prayed for me so hard when I was in high school because the, I was the oldest and like, didn't have like this outlook of life of what I wanted to do. My siblings watched me and they, they were track stars, scholarships, Michigan State. And then their older sister was like, man, she's working at her (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but now we can joke about it because uh, we're all very successful, all three right. of us. Yeah, it's funny.
0: So when you got done with school, so where where did your first kind of job land you then as a dietitian?
1: So I started at WIC, um, worked there for six weeks because um, I was actually interviewing at other jobs. And my advisors at Central had recommended um, what do you call it, just go into clinical first. I'm like, I don't want to do that. But I'm so glad I did. So I worked at Largo Medical Center in Largo, Florida. I worked there for three years, and I'm so glad I did. Now I'm a preceptor, and I say the same mm. thing to my interns because I was able to see all the end-stage diseases of everything. Even, you know, I saw AIDS. I saw, you know, cardiac. I mean, everything. And And I remember thinking... That I would see like repeat clients. I was in my mid 20s, right? And I would see men in their mid 40s, late 40s, which mm-hmm. is where I am now, with like their second bypass. I'm like, I, oh my remem- gosh. I remember you last year and you said you were going to change your eating habits and here you are <laughs> in the ICU again. Let's prevent this again. So th- that job made me think okay, there has to be, I need to reach people before they get to the ICU. Let's let's not have people in the ICU. That he could have totally had a lifestyle change, um, and then from there, I went to Bayfront and had my air quote dream job, where I was doing employee wellness. Love that Ooh. job. Love that job. And um, I also got my master's in public health on their dollars while I was there. Oh, nice. I saw
0: that you have your master's in public health. So I kind of wondered where that fell into. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Same, again, they had like money and they're like, do you want to get your master's? I'm like, I guess. You know, so <laughs> <That's laughs> you're really like, okay. Hard. I'm so like, not like other dietitians. Some of my interns are like, oh yeah, I'm going to get a master's after my intern. All right. I worked for five years um, and then went back. So, but I love my MPH. It's a great, Did you? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, that was
1: good that you liked it. Otherwise, it would have been pretty tough. <laughs> no, it's, it's a good program.
0: In well, night. especially if you were on the, the place of employee wellness and then like meeting them before they got into the hospital, that probably fit in mm-hmm. really well with what yeah. you liked.
1: Yeah. And it was that job. So I was teaching weight management to um, employees, but also started doing a lot of community stuff and also did media for the hospital. That's really how I started getting into media, and then eventually became a spokesperson for the academy. Um, But I remember teaching a weight management class, and one of the gentlemen in the class, he said, you know, Sarah, whatever you're talking about, losing weight, blah, 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 meal plans, it's all good. I need somebody to make it for me. I'm like, so again, well, I can do that. (laughs) So that's literally how I got into the personal chef business. And uh, I did not have children at that time. So I'd been a dietitian, what, four years or so?
0: Mm-hmm. And,
1: um, so I started cooking for him every Sunday, worked full time, was getting my masters. And then oh I my would, gosh, yes, yeah, it, it was great. <laughs> it was great. And then I would go to, um, the local dietitian meetings, you know, obviously I was involved with the, well, at the, at the time American Dietetic Association. And mm-hmm. then, so, you know, you're talking to other dietitians about what you're doing. And, and I explain like you're cooking for people. I'm like, yeah, I guess. Do you want another client? Sure. And so that it—that's how I got like another client and then another client. So,
0: wow. So how many clients did you have at one time that you were cooking for?
1: Only one at a time because I was working oh, okay. full time. So my first sure. client, I cooked for him for a year and a half. Oh and, wow! And then it—you know—then I would get into like gift certificate stuff and giveaways, and um, then I had a kid and then another kid. Um, so every year it was kind of ebb and flow. Um, but anytime an opportunity came up to, to speak somewhere, you know, I, I'm a yes person, and You know, I, I say yes, and I think about it later. <laughs> it, it, it seems to work
0: out for you, though. Dude, I mean, pretty much. It really has. It's crazy. It's crazy. So you were, So you were doing the employee health, which mm-hmm. I think is funny. Like, there's an employee health you know, program within a health system. Like, I don't think a lot of people think of that, that that does Mm -hmm. exist. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you were cooking. Mm -hmm. And so how long did you end up doing your employee health job for? So
1: um, I was 37 weeks pregnant and they, the CEO of that hospital decided they didn't want to do, funny that you just said that they, she wanted to, it was a CEO female, wanted to focus on their trauma program instead of employee wellness. So they let our department go they let Aww. our department go at thirty-seven weeks. I had signed my kid up for the daycare at the hospital. I remember calling my parents, crying, and they're like, "Are you in labor?" No, I lost my job, and I took it as a sign at the time that, well, obviously, I meant to be a stay-at-home mom. You know, I meant to stay at home. That's really how I I took that situation, and I was still cooking for the um, the one client, and. Um, when Cameron was about three months old, I remember him sleeping you know, in the afternoon, and I'm looking at him, and I'm like, I need to work. <laughs> <laughs> I need to do something. I need to do something. So I ended up, um, I still was cooking for the guy, and then I applied for a per diem position at a children's hospital. And I knew the dietitian for a long time, and at the same time, they were air quote, shopping for a pediatric weight management program, which is what my entire MPH special project was in. I loved No kid- kidding. Yeah, so, so remember, I want to prevent adults in the ICU, so my passion started to shift towards children and educating sure. them, right, and then even pregnant women eventually. So um, I remember at the interview, she's like, you hate clinical. I'm like, I know. I want, I want to, I wanted to, but that position isn't open for the, uh, the weight management. So literally a month later, I got the per diem job, worked the floors and, uh, you know, filled in for maternity leaves and all that stuff. And uh, I did the biggest presentation of my life to the board of that hospital. And we ended up doing my program for about 10 years, um, at the children's hospital. It was awesome. CDC funding. It was a good run. Meanwhile, I had a second kid, third kid. So those ten, actually thirteen years, uh, I was raising kids. I was the main caretaker when. So when they were in school or whatever, I was working, stay with them in the afternoon, teach a class in the evening. Um, So it was my mom helped on on weekends. It was it was great. Um, I was there till 2016, and then for many reasons, they got. Um, merged with another hospital. And I was kind of overqualified. Our grants ran out. I had so many grants going. It was, like I said, it was a great, great uh, 13 years. One by one, they were uh, falling to the wayside. And I was like, you know what, maybe it's time for me to go full-time self-employment. You know, and I'd always, I opened my side business account in like 1999 so now we're at 2016 mm. so I've been side hustling that long <laughs> while, while raising a family mm-hmm. and um I had like six months of stress symptoms because I didn't want to quit but I'm like because the fear and is once you get rid of your w-2 yes you're not going to have any business right but obviously we know that once I did that I had more time more business
0: to yeah. have more business yeah right <laughs>
1: Yeah. So, meanwhile, um, Dr. Thomas Quinlan cold-called me. He's a clinical psychologist, and he said, "I want to partner with a dietitian. I need an office space." And I said, "Well, that's funny because I'm actually looking to be full-time self-employed." So we, I said, "I need a kitchen though because I'm tired of cooking in people's homes." <laughs> so yeah. So we, uh, so we've been business partners since December 2016 which is when I left the hospital. So that's, oh, wow. that's how long I've been a hundred percent self-employed. That's crazy that he just
0: cold called
1: you like yeah. just
0: out of like, did he just find you mm-hmm. and said, Oh, she's a dietitian. I'll just try her.
1: <laughs> so, and that's always the question that interns have, like, how do you get all this business? You have an amazing website. I get so many um awesome opportunities now through my website people search me all through around the world and because once you have a great website that's respected by google your your search as you know that's how you found or actually i don't think i I already knew you but most people yeah we already knew each other sorry but most people will will i'll show up on the first or second page if they're finding looking for a dietitian
0: Wow, that's really awesome, and that's just how you've built up your portfolio and all the things that you've done, and, yep. um, and just even like your media background, too. Definitely, yeah. Because you've it, done a lot of media, haven't you?
1: Well, I was a spokesperson for the Academy for nine years, so. That's right, yeah. that's right. From- so, yeah, you've done a lot of media. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, which helps. And, and you do
0: your own media for your own business, correct? Definitely, yeah.
1: Yes, You never really let that go. And you know, after the spokesperson gig for nine years, you know, you obviously their PR sends you the media, so it's air quote easy, and you're representing hundred thousand dietitians. Mm-hmm. After that, there is, it's a little weird because you, every spokesperson, you really have a choice of if what your new image is going to be like. You know, are you going to represent products? Are you? So for me, I've been very selective about what I do, and. And um, my word of my life is integrity. You know, having integrity on the camera, interviews, online, consistently. Um, And I teach my interns that too. And that's how also you get more business. Sure. You know?
0: Absolutely. So since 2016, you've been full-fledged in your own business. So what Mm -hmm. did that kind of start out looking like and how has that progressed for you?
1: (laughs) So... Thomas, um, TQ, Dr. Q, you know, lots of names we have for each other. Um, (laughs) You know, when you have a business partner, it is like a marriage where you you have, like, your mission and your vision, right? But the day-to-day stuff, you're going to disagree about stuff. So we Mm -hmm. actually had a third person, a fitness person, so we were, like, the trinity, right, of emotional health, nutritional health, physical health. Well, they were partners, um, and I came in. With a better business mind than the two of them. So I came in, I came in because I took business courses too, obviously. Cause oh, sure. and any dietitian, if you're gonna do something, you have to do it, you know, by the T. And um, I didn't know that they didn't have any experience. You know, he has a PhD. So I was like, okay, you know something. But um, <laughs> anyway, so the the other fitness guy, he lasted only about maybe four or five months. And I came in like, you know what, let me just be a consultant first because his reputation online, he had a terrible website. I'm like, I can't associate with you online yet because you're going to anchor me down. Sure. So um, once the guy left, I'm like, if we're going to really be partners, we have to do it. I don't want to say my way, but you have to just trust me. So lots of ebb and flow, gosh, for the first time year and a half redoing a website hiring people I mean the whole gamut um lots of pain but we decided he would have we had separate clients and mutual clients and uh, because and I've partnered with mental health counselors in the past especially when I worked at the children's hospital so I I value mental health and physical health already Mm -hmm. and um, so I used to refer out you know and you get a client who wants to lose weight, and you and you're talking to them. And you're like, "Yeah, I think you haven't, you haven't eating disorder. You need, you know, you right. don't say that, but yes. I, I refer it out all the time. So, how refreshing to have that person in your office space, and we would work together. It's a beautiful um, partnership, I believe, better than the MDRD
0: because good, they understand probably a little bit more of just. I guess, like, I feel like they understand more about the human mind, the human body, because it's all connected a little bit more than just the standard medicine.
1: And and I tell people that. It's like, dietitians, we are so physically trained with science. We Unless you have it as an elective, we don't get any psychology, right? right? Mm-hmm. None. But now it's just, it's like motivational interviewing and intuitive eating. And it's like, you know what? A lot of people need therapy, but psychologists... Yeah they really do. Psychologists, they don't get any physical training. They don't, like anatomy, nothing. It's so crazy. Like the world hmm. need to like merge. So in a business relationship, it works great. He has his role. I have mine and there's some overlap, but, um, gosh, it's been so refreshing because it's like, all right, you need to save that for your session with Dr. Quinlan. <laughs>
0: <No. laughs> you know, you go. Yeah, that's yeah. true. And so, so when you were redoing, like, just kind of getting the whole business more in place, were you worried? Were you like, hey, I'm going to make this work? I mean, obviously you're going to make it work, but was it kind of like, was it hard to kind of make that shift of, yes, I'm going to partner with somebody, but I have to give up some of the reins a little bit?
1: No, not necessarily because you, I mean, I go with my gut too. And I I partnered with an MD, probably about 10 years ago for about a year. And um, I told him up front that I do not sell products. I'm not going to sell powders or bars. And he had done that in the past. And about nine months into that, that's, that conversation started to sneak in. Oh, Sarah, mm-hmm. I want you to stay. I'm like, so I had to break up with that guy because it's like, <laughs> nope, you compromised. And what's interesting is that when I met with Dr. Quinlan, he said that to me at the end of our conversation. So, like I said, if you have the same mission and we have never gone outside of our mission. We want to we truly want to get people off medication. He's very mm. anti-antidepressants and wow. uh, that's why he's not a psychiatrist and it really works, you know, and we're doing it. I'm able to get people off insulin and to oral hypoglycemic like agents and um, so we we've ha- we have that shared mission which is everything
0: right that's rare, that's rare to find someone you know okay. like that
1: yeah <laughs> I guess <laughs> <just> click with <laughs> yeah yeah so you're still doing that is that still mm-hmm. primary your primary full-time focus then we still like I said um, I have two websites, my Sarah Krieger one and then Healthy Lifestyles Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would say, I mean, with COVID, it's so different because everything switched to virtual. But um, sure. my counseling really picked up last year. And before that, it was probably like 25% public speaking, 25 cooking, 25 individuals, and then media, like fill in the blanks. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I lost a few contracts last year, gained some things. Um, so, every year is a little bit different. But, uh, yeah, constantly moving forward. And uh, it's amazing the opportunities that continue to to follow us. And how did you get
0: into video? Like, was video just kind of an offshoot of your media experience, like you doing your
1: own videos yeah, I actually have to thank my now ex-husband for that. When um, So I was spokesperson from 2007 to, what, 2015, I think. And um, in 2010, the Academy had a competition with spokespeople who could create the best video on, I think it was food safety, like a really boring topic. <laughs> and, and they gave us little video cameras and... Um, Kevin I'll just call him Kevin that's his name he my ex-husband he was uh, he and his brother did videography like years ago so that opportunity for me uh, sparked a new a rekindling interest in videography for him so he's like uh, we're not you we we're not using this little camera we're gonna <laughs> go we're gonna go big and I really have to thank him because he did this he's an IT person he did a search online and said you know what sarah the other videos dietitians are not your competition and now we know that right now too right like mm-hmm. diet for videos they're like lay people they're like anecdotal people so let's do this big and then it became a game for him how many then he, he created the sarah rd.tv website and he's like, you need to do weekly shows. And I'm like, oh my god. So he was my <laughs> he was my videographer, um, gotcha. and, and he loved it. So interesting, yeah. But now, I mean, that I still have that website. It's very outdated. I haven't put any new ones on in the last couple of years. And now we have TikTok and Instagram, and I do. Right, t- you know, it's like it's overwhelming. Um, and I've matured in the last three, four years with what is my new role on social media. So, um, yeah,
0: why don't you share more about that? Because I feel like you, I mean, you have very much adapted your career with the kind of the times of dietetics. And I feel like you're doing the same thing right now. So why don't you share
1: more about that too? Sure. So now, okay. it's funny because beginning of COVID, I mean, I was grieved. The main thing that I grieved was being in front of people. Like, I love public speaking. I love that face-to-face. The bigger the group, the better. And I'm like, why am I so down? Everybody's down. But I'm like, I'm not in front of people. I need to be in front of people. So I started writing, um, like, a, a virtual course. Like, how many... And I was starting to do group classes, Zoom, and corporate wellness switch to Zoom and all that. And I'm like, let me just continue to write things. Well, here we go again. In December, I think it was, um, I had a marketer who had worked, I don't even know what company, but a pretty big weight management company, Weight Loss Program. And he, again, he found me. He lives in Europe. And uh, yeah, so he's like, I need a dietitian to, uh, to do a program. I'm like, well, I have the program. I need a marketer. So I have, right now I have three business partners, which is great. So um, I'm doing weekly, like, Facebook Lives in a private group for two weight management groups. Uh, So it's... Oh, wow. Yeah. And it's profitable. It's really great. Because, again, I'm not a life coach. You know, you see these other diet programs and the whole pyramid thing, and and, uh, people are catching on to that where it... And my clients will tell me that too. It's like, oh, I tried XYZ. I'm like, go for it. Call me back when you're Yeah, ready. when you need it. <laughs> right? Yeah. So people are actually this is good news to dietitians, especially the the entry level ones. You know, I know a lot of dietitians complain, oh, you know, we have life coaches and they're stealing they're not stealing your business. You have the credentials and the expertise and and if you're if you don't have a chip on your shoulder about it, you can have a really great career. And that is 100% why I am where I am now. So, Well, and
0: because you market yourself that way. I mean, like you're yeah. not afraid to go, hey, I'm a better choice and this is
1: why. Right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. In a nice way. Yes. In a nice way, of course. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: And then this whole time, too, you also, you're very passionate about being a preceptor. You're very passionate mm-hmm. about your state organization. Tell me about your participation in that way,
1: too. Well, I'm past president of the Florida Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics. I was president 2015, 2016. Yeah, those were some crazy busy years. And, you know, then you're president-elect, and then you're on the board mm-hmm. before that. So, I mean, I was really on the board from, like, 2012, 2013, to 2016, 17. So... Um, and again, I just want people, members, to just have fun with our, our career, and, and I like to motivate other people. And our um, annual conference is virtual again this year. Florida actually has the second largest, I think Texas' first um, annual meeting. So we have a pretty good turnout. And I'm always asked to present this year and last year, actually in the year before, I represented uh, Florida Beef Council. I've been a contractor for them for four years, love working, uh, representing the agriculture. And fun fact, Iowa and Kansas Beef Councils fund my position in Florida.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. That's awesome.
1: Yeah. So I have a huge respect for uh, Iowa. Oh, and Nebraska, too. Iowa, and Nebraska, and, Nebraska and uh, Kansas, yep. Very so
0: cool. hmm So, and you, and you also, I know that you take on interns all the time and I know that's another whole animal when it comes to running your own business and having time to work with interns. So why do you feel like that's valuable for your, your position and like for your business?
1: Right. So I take advantage of, of them in a positive way. It's, it's mutual. I save, I get, uh, about 12, 13 interns a year, one at a time and I save projects they do they do social media for me. They I when I worked at the hospital, I in that marketing community department, I was so spoiled with marketers. i like, I would just give them an idea. They're like, you want it to look like this? I'm like, yeah. So now mm-hmm. that's what my interns do. You know, nice. yeah. I really I I hate creating PowerPoints. I just want to look at it and talk. So they do those for me. And then in the meantime, I mentor them on anything. I tell them two rules. When you're, when you're with me on your rotation, go to the bathroom and eat whenever you have to. Do not, don't ask. I'm not your mom. I'm not your mother. I have my own three kids. Um, but also, ask me anything. If you feel like you didn't get anything answered, that's, your, that's on you. Yeah. I, I'm very transparent about anything. Family life balance, the money. I show them everything.
0: That's this, awesome. Yeah. That's a huge, that's quite a few interns you take. That's amazing.
1: Yeah, but it's, yeah, it's worth it. It's It really is.
0: So I know when we chatted a little bit over email, you mentioned kind of a new area of hypnosis. So yeah. I want you to talk about this. And I, I love, first of all, I love that you're in the mental health field because I feel like that's kind of an emerging area for dietetics. Yeah. And I also feel like so is hypnosis. So talk to me about that a little bit.
1: Yeah, I could talk for two hours about it, but um, (laughs) the the quick is that I uh, I mentioned Dr. Quinlan. He got, as a clinical psychologist, the man is brilliant, Um, he got into hypnotherapy. I don't even, you know, networking, and then he took a course probably three years ago or so, and he started, it's a confidence thing, too. When you start using hypnosis, it's such a unique way of making behavior change, so and it's science-driven. Now, it's funny, I have, like, three books in front of me that are all about neuroscience. So I kind of shifted a little bit. You know, when we think about the mind and the gut, right, microbiome and IBS, like I was diagnosed in college, and, and uh, it's all related. Our hormones, mm-hmm. leptin and ghrelin, you know, it's like, it's so fascinating. So anyway, he started using hypnosis um, for trauma and, you know, all sorts of things that dietitians don't do. Well, we offer a free consultation explaining the packages that we have mutually in our business. And he was getting so busy. And I heard him doing the explanation to clients. And a couple times he's like, so you just need to help me out with this. And at first I'm like, you know, I'm not going to do hypnosis. This is like three years ago. Mm-hmm. I, it's, just, it's just weird. You know, I, I, just, <laughs> I just don't know. All the classic myths I had. But he had a list of all the things that it could help with. Because at first I've, I'm thinking, you know, I'm not crazy. I don't need therapy or hypnosis. Come on. But then I saw the list. It's like procrastination, uh, road rage. Uh, not that I have that. But all these, you know, different things. I'm like, huh, well, that's interesting. So you could really, like, go into the subconscious mind and shift it. Be only when the client wants it. That's the thing. So, like, with smoking was another thing that he would do. And actually now I'm trained to do that as well. A pers- mm. This is one of the myths is that, okay, all right, you just right, let's see if you can make me ch- change and quit smoking. No, you have to want it. All hypnosis is self-hypnosis. And when, mm. so one of the, th- I'm, I'm getting really personal, but I shared this example with clients. Um, there was a, uh, probably t- again, like two and a half years ago, I had a situation in my life. There was a person who I was getting anxious around knowing that, like, our relationship was not good. And obviously, in any relationship, you can't change the other person. You can only change yourself. So, and he kept saying to me, no, let me know when you're ready for hypnosis. I'm like, shut up. I'm not (laughs) doing it. Just leave me alone. For, like, six months, he does this. Finally, I said, you know what? I'm really getting worked up about seeing this person at Thanksgiving. So the day before Thanksgiving... I'm like, I'm, I'm ready. I'm just like, like, calm me down. Let's do this hypnosis. So we did. And it was like an hour and a half session. And Thanksgiving, the person didn't show up. That was one of my issues with the person. Oh, my gosh. So, okay. So Christmas, Christmas rolls around. I said, you know what? I think I'm going to need it again. He's like, you're not going to need it again. It's already in you. I'm like, what? All right. So Christmas rolls around. person shows up. When they did something that normally would have gotten me you know, whatever, worked up, I found myself deferring my energy to something else. And I'm like, what is happening? And then, And then um, January came around and there was another event. Person was there. We were actually, and the person didn't even, it's so cool because I changed. Person didn't change. And mm. fast forward now, we have like a normal relationship again. It's crazy. Wow. So, Yeah. And different things, I actually went, um, I was thinking about getting my Ph.D. and I went to take the GRE, got some hypnosis the morning of for test anxiety. Um, So you can use it for different things. And when I was going through my divorce, probably about uh, two years ago, after that other event, um, the person that trained him um, stopped in. And I said, you know what? I would like, I never had hypnosis to figure out why the divorce happened. What happened? It was a terrible period, right? Mm-hmm. And it's its like almost worse than death. So I did like a really deep hypnosis session with her. And uh, after that, maybe six, nine months later, something just clicked in me. I, other people need, life is so much better once you get your head clear. So she and she had actually texted me about something, and she said you would be a great hypnotherapist. And I'm like, yes, I would. <laughs> so I took I took the course, and um, it's kind of like with dietetics, you have to take continuing education. So I'm still like a newbie. I only have like 200 hours under my belt, and you know, you just do more and more. And so now I, you know, I have bigger dreams. But what's amazing, Anne, is that. You know, like classic nutrition counseling, we're setting goals for them, right? Motivation. I love motivational interviewing. Mm-hmm. Let them think that it's it's their idea. I, I, just, I do that. But now, if someone tells me, like, we'll st- still do a classic initial, and if they tell me, oh, I struggle with nighttime eating, or I want to drink more water, I'm able, t- well, the person is able to change that, we'll do like a second session And we'll and I will, um, we agree on what suggestions they want so that they can um, improve the testimonials. I mean, I just I have goosebumps just about it because it is so much quicker behavior change than just all right. Let's see if you can eat five fruits and vegetables a day and drink you know ninety ounces of water. Check back in a month. How many? clients mm. are like no-shows because they're embarrassed that they haven't reached their goal.
0: So many. Yes. So many,
1: so many. So this is just so refreshing. And I don't know any other dietitian who's doing this because I've, I've searched and it's like now. So really cool. All of my interns, I'm training them and educating them. There's actually, and what's interesting, we, I, both of us do an education piece before the actual session. And that is actually more important than the actual session, because they're starting to actually they're starting to relax, and I'm actually tapping into their subconscious already, and they're they actually start changing just with the the talking about what. Can oh my happen. gosh! Yeah, it's it's pretty wild, but and so now he's like he's so busy. He's like, thank God you can do hypnosis. <laughs> so I mean, he deals with still like deep stuff, right? Um, but I can do, um, you know, the quick things, but and and even after like a, a first session, sometimes things will come out that are a little bit deeper. Like, what is your block? What's the block? And then we're able to take that block and modify it so that the, the client forever gets rid of that bad habit. We had a client, um, had a gentleman at my church and he knew what I, he saw me on Fox News, and he's like, he's, he had diabetes, Medicare, and uh, I think he talked to me at least three times over like six months, and he's like, you know what, I'm finally ready to come see you. It's like, again, like two years ago, mm-hmm. and um, he came in, and he's like, oh, I don't need to see Dr. Quinlan. I'm mentally stable. I'm... Anyway, so he worked with me for a couple sessions, and then I said, you know what, Dr. Quinlan can help you with this clean plate club that you're part of. He's like 65, right? Mm-hmm. Didn't know how to not like bulldoze through his meals. He did one session, and then the weight started to come off. So he eliminated the clean plate club syndrome out of his mind. And uh, he's so cute. He actually stopped by last month. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, you look amazing. So the, the bottom line is that it's never too late. You know, people can still reach their health goals no matter what age.
0: That's amazing, and uh, it's enhancing your practice because, like you said, if it's helping the you know reach their
1: goals faster, then how could we be angry with that? (laughs) I know it's amazing, and people like it. Uh, And it what's interesting is now (laughs) I'm getting people who maybe they're doing another diet program but they hire me just for the hypnosis. It's wild. Wow. So Yeah.
0: So how, okay. So like if you're talking, I mean, I, we don't want to like have, we don't mind every dietitian being interested in this, but how do you know, like if you're going to get a good program that you learn how to do hypnosis, Cause I'm sure there's probably like people that are like, Oh, I can do hypnosis, but they're not the right kind of people or they're not doing it the right way.
1: Definitely. And actually I mean, you could just go on YouTube and you can, you can watch a hypnotist, you know, and again, those stereotypes of, uh, is a stage thing. Anyone yes. who is, who has been hypnotized on a stage that like a comedy show that those people want to, you have to want it. Yes. So it's not like snap my fingers, you know, you're asleep and I can manipulate your mind. That is not how it works. You're, you're really just tapping. And I tell people, if you daydream, if you dream, if you zone out you're relaxing your mind and you can you can definitely tap into your subconscious the subconscious is on the same level as meditation prayer yoga um, peers when think about it with the political and religious um, situations that go on in the world whatever political figure you trust Whatever that person says goes right into your subconscious because it doesn't matter what they say. You trust and believe in that person. Mm. So and so that's what I find absolutely fascinating. So and other and also high emotions when when your emotions are high, um, your subconscious is wide open, and so that can be positive or negative. So I had a falling out with my ex mother in law years ago and she said some terrible things to me that went in because emotions were high and I eventually did get hypnosis and it's not like you forget but you neutralize it and mm. you know now we walk around and I can pick out who's miserable who's not and some people and want to stay miserable and that's their choice
0: sure. <laughs> sure
1: you're right though there is some people that like to live in that space yeah, and they, or they think that it can never be resolved, mm-hmm. or they had something that happened to them during childhood. Um, you know, I had one client who was, um, she was morbidly obese at like age four, and so I asked her, hmm, Did anybody say anything to you about your weight? Of course they did, right? And so she grows yeah. up as an adult, and finally, in her, I think she was in her 30s, she's like, I'm sick of it. I'm like, I know you are. Let's, you want to change it? Yeah. It's amazing. I I actually just ended, um, three sessions with her and it's like, it's like, it's, it's the past is the past, but she's so happy and like healthy and not fixated on anything. It's just like mind blown. It's amazing. And that's
0: amazing too, thinking about like how we've gotten into this intuitive eating and being more in tune with like our actual hunger cues. Like this mm-hmm. would just play so nicely into all
1: that too. It does. And I don't dismiss those tools um, but hypnosis is quicker.
0: Is it? And, yeah and, it,
1: and it's kinder. It's so it's just relaxing and it, you're kind to yourself. And, and I'll tell people too. you know hopefully I'm getting some people hypnotized just talking right now. <laughs> you can you can always like if you're the type of person that daydreams, if you find yourself um, like in a stressful situation, like consistently, when you are in a relaxed state, usually like before you go to sleep or when you wake up, if you put your like middle finger and thumb together and you close your eyes and you pictured like the most relaxation or excuse me relaxing, place for you, and you keep doing that, right before you go to sleep, that will go into your mind, right? And so if you get into a stressful situation, like I'm just pressing down right now, and my mind immediately goes to my relaxing place. Mm -hmm. So you can, it's something very um, simple, but with so much anger and controversy in the world right now, you can't, we cannot change other people's minds about any major topic. It's pointless. But we can control how we react to it. Oh so, gosh. right?
0: I'm like I'm like getting goosebumps.
1: <laughs> it's so true. It's it so also tr- true. Yes. It's also true. And um, you know, there's been a lot. I, I admit, I got caught up recently in reading comments about the mask thing. My kids go back to school next week, and mm. um, it's it's so easy to get caught up in reading people's comments. And um, if we just kind of step aside and and not focus on that, you know, and just focus on the, the positive things. The other thing too is positive affirmations, which any dietitian can do with their clients if they're not in, not wanting to do hypnosis, which is totally great, you know. So if you, even if you tell your patients, you know, what you you are worthy, you are deserving, you are capable of making these changes. Blast them with positive stuff instead of putting the dress in the closet and like ask the dress I want to try to fit in. You know, if you just focus on, you know, every day and every way, I am feeling better, I'm feeling stronger, I'm feeling healthier. And even if they have to type that or write it or a journal and read that right before they go to sleep and when they get up, the more positive messages that we have our clients um, in them, it's, it's another tool that uh, we could use to, to create behavior change.
0: That's a great advice too. I like that. Mm-hmm. And easy. like an easy thing for them to incorporate into their practice. Definitely. So how would a dietitian, if they are interested in hypnosis, can they reach out to you or do you have any recommendations? Oh, I would to- love to. Yeah, I would
1: love to um, because there are a few. Obviously, I'm biased with um, the lady that trained me and she, I would actually have to ask her. Um, actually, we did all our training on Zoom. So, and it's funny because I am 100% more comfortable doing hypnosis over <laughs> video than, yeah. than in person. Um, it's really cute to my kids because of, you know, the pandemic, you know, I've been with me, you know, when we couldn't go to school. And my 15-year-old, um, I've done hypnosis with her, and uh, she's like my little spokesperson. She's like, <laughs> She'll even tell my son, you know what, you need some hypnosis for that little situation. It's hilarious. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's good for children. And actually, I have a script that I use for kids, uh, like, ages 7 to 11. So it's, it's honestly great for anybody. But, yeah, if people want to reach out to me, then I'm happy to discuss different options okay. um, because there are some credible people and then just some outdated, I guess. I'm not going to yes. say not credible but outdated.
0: (laughs) Yes, that's that's a good, that's a nice word for it. But yeah, Yeah. for sure.
1: Interesting. So Mm -hmm. where do you
0: kind of see your practice moving forward then?
1: I'm sticking with the packages for now. It's really uh, great. And then of course, more training, um, sticking with virtual for a while. And uh, it's mainly because people are comfortable in their own home. They Which don't. probably
0: relaxes them more than they're more open Definitely. to they're receptive to the hypnosis, they're receptive to your education, all yeah. of the above. Yeah.
1: yeah, it's wonderful. Yeah, and I also find it interesting when you, when you're relaxed in a like a hypnotic trance, your your senses are heightened, so you have to be very careful about smells. So you know, we used to have like essential oils. It's like we don't need that anymore. People can just you know that you're more comfortable in your home. True. So. It's that's great. True. Oh. Yeah. That's good. Well, stuff. so well,
0: I will probably be reaching out to you personally because I am interested for sure let's in do learning a more about it. Yeah, yeah I would love it. It's I would love it. Um well this has been so interesting. I always I have always watched you from afar and I think everything that you do is just fantastic. And I you just excel in obviously anything that's gets thrown your way you're doing like amazing things so thanks for all yeah. you're
1: doing for our profession oh, I love it I mean integrity and passion those are my two words right love it yeah
0: awesome all right so I have some hard questions for you now to end the podcast okay uh, why don't you share with me some foods you enjoy
1: I I mean I love everything <laughs> I, just, I honestly do and I will try anything my favorites though I love sea scallops um mm. I love beef. <laughs> I honestly do. Go I it For lunch, I have it for dinner. <laughs> I really, I just feel better when I eat protein. Mm-hmm. Um, I love fruit. I love ripe in-season fruit. And I love champagne, chardonnay. Mm. Oh, so many good things. Life is too short to have terrible meals. So I, I honestly eat well every day. Well, I like that. My
0: next question was, "What's your favorite beverages?" So champagne is on there. Chardonnay is on there. What yeah. else would be some beverages? You I enjoy? love.
1: I love homemade chai. I'll make my mm. own chai with like the spice, like the real Indian spices. Yeah, yeah I love homemade chai. Um, those are probably that's about it. Tops. I love. I love ice water. Um, yeah, those are my tops. I drink a lot of ice water. It has to be cold. I actually have a bubbler behind me.
0: Oh, nice. Um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) Um,
1: So scents or smells that you enjoy? Mm. Um, So I live on the beach. I do love um, the smell of the beach. I love clean. I love it when my house smells clean. Clean. (laughs) Yeah, I really do. (laughs) Culinary-wise, oh, my gosh. I'm an aromatherapy person big time. So, oh, man spice it like the chai the that's chai how, yeah, yeah I have to I usually go back to that I love the smell of almond mm-hmm. um, much more than vanilla
0: yes I would that that's I, the chai that can just smell it right now it's yeah. delicious I love chai um, if you were not a dietitian,
1: what would you think you'd be doing See, I mean, like a chef and a hypnotist, does it even Yeah, count? <laughs> I mean, I think it totally could be a thing. <laughs> I mean, I just love what I do. You know, people say, oh, I would be a gardener or I uh, um, I don't know. I also, I love teaching Sunday school. I, Aww. you know, I love, um, like, missionary work. So would I do that full-time at some point? Possibly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, nice.
0: <laughs> and what brings you joy in life, Sarah?
1: Uh Dude, a good night's sleep. I feel <laughs> you know, like sleep is so important. Because so, so many people are like, How many hours a day do you work? I'm like, I sleep hard. That is like my greatest pleasure.
0: Sleeping. Yeah. I love do you it. get a
1: good night's sleep almost all the time? I do.
0: Yes. Um,
1: yeah. And I'm a good like eight to nine hour person. Oh, good for you. Yeah. yeah. Good for you. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm going to be reaching
0: out to you to schedule a session. And thanks so much so. for sharing this new frontier. And I hope, I hope we start spreading the word. I appreciate that. I will say when I first, Sarah kind of reached out to me about hypnosis and kind of doing that in the dietetics, area of our profession i was kind of taken back because i think we all have that misconception about what hypnosis is we all go back to some high school event that they had a hypnosis at or you went to a comedy club and i am very intrigued by this area and her excitement for it You know, she's definitely someone who's had a sound career. She's very educated. And for her to be using this in her practice really gives me a lot of confidence in where this could go for us. And so I know I'm going to actually probably reach out to her and schedule a session just because I'm curious. But I think if you're also curious, definitely reach out to Sarah. I feel like this could be a great area for us to progress. You can find her at sarahkrieger.com and at healthylifestylestampabay.com. Remember to be great always, find the joy in each day, and to start a conversation that truly matters.